0: Welcome to the Mike Signorelli podcast. It's good to have you. Over the next 30 minutes, I'm going to do my best to answer the questions that you're actually asking. Before we jump in, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Come on, let's get started. Hey what's up everyone, this is Mike Signorelli and you are listening to the Mike Signorelli Podcast and I've got such a special day planned for you today. I've got a guest, now this guy is near and dear to my heart and you're gonna wanna hang on for the whole episode because he is a well of wisdom. His name is Ivan Marty. We're coming at you live from New York. He's a local entrepreneur and a good friend of mine and welcome welcome to the show. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> feel- thanks so much. <laughs> I feel so professional. I don't, no, yeah, well, we've
1: spent a lot of time having conversations, so that makes sense. I don't think anybody would ever, you know, the, the, the 19-year-old bio major in me would never have been described as a local entrepreneur, so that, that, thank you for that. That means a lot to me.
0: See, this is why you're on the show, though, because you have a background in finance. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, you're a biologist, mm-hmm. You know, mad scientist. Bio major, failed biologist, bio major. <laughs> mom's a doctor, dad's a,
1: dad's a doctor, mom's a nurse. I really thought that I could do the whole deal. Didn't want to do God had a different plan for me? Yeah, didn't want to do that. Ended up bouncing around from job to job. Ended up in banking and finance and all that fun stuff. And and then um, you know ran into some people that helped me start some businesses. So that was exciting. That's exciting. It's
0: incredible, man. Yeah. So you okay? So I live in Queens, mm-hmm. and I'm just representing people out here. Will say, oh, you don't live in the city, but I'm like, no, I'm one of the five boroughs. I, it's legit. It's a different beast. Anywhere
1: anywhere around Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, yeah, it, it, it's all the same. And
0: you're a Queens native.
1: Yes. 100%. Hundred percent, born and raised. I don't want to live anywhere else, and I don't want to go anywhere else. I, I like to. These places are great to visit, but I'll always
0: come home. See, this is why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're an old school, now this is season two mm-hmm. of uh, the Mike Signorelli podcast. Season one, uh, you, you know, you're on it, yeah. And, and people, pro- you know, what's crazy? Mm-hmm. So we there's a there's a spot down the street from me called Norma's. It's like one of those haunts that has like authentic food amazing, that they actually cook, food. and it's it's affordable. So we would cut it up there and just talk about theology, talk about God, life, whatever. And we we captured an episode there, mm-hmm. and there's all this. It's funny because there's a latte machine going off, yeah. like 40% oh, of yeah. that episode. Yeah. And you can. I'm not taking it down. And it's crazy because the content was so good mm. that I got messages from that podcast for months. That's awesome. So that says a lot about you. Oh, thank you. So well, this is, this is super snazzy and professional
1: here. Like, I appreciate yeah, we, it. Yeah, we
0: leveled up. Yes, yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> leveled up from,
1: from Norma's. And, uh, you know, I think... When you when I hear you tell that story, I, I you know stalked you a little bit. Mm. Um, I, you know, if you listen to that first that first podcast, the good old Catholic schoolboy, and um, you know can, kind of ran away from that in college. Pretty similar to your story, I think our our stories kind of like our reflections of each other a little bit. Um, And then I became like a, a, what I would call a YouTube evangelist, I guess you would call, because I just started binge watching the um, elevation churches and different um, Hillsong churches on YouTube, but didn't have a home and didn't have a place in New York where I could go. I tried a bunch of churches in New York, tried a bunch of places, won't name any names, but nothing that ever fit. And, um, uh, I started to realize that one of the things that I became obsessed with, actually, was not having a baptism story. Um, I was baptized I'm Catholic. So baptized, I, was in, I was present for my baptism, but I was a baby. Yeah. So I didn't make that decision or I didn't make that choice. And I got obsessed with having a baptism story, being baptized as an adult and i kept hearing it over and over from things that i was listening to that you should know that story like in in the first podcast you know the story of how you met julie like you know and i didn't have a baptism story so i would do crazy things like i would like i, I remember one time i staked a pen in the ground and said that i believe in jesus christ and i stabbed a pen into the That's dirt awesome. and did all this stuff and i was like but i don't have a baptism story and then on the first day that we met you baptized me wow and i that, never knew that yeah that that made that was like you handled like you basically handled in Jones Beach, a beach that I've never liked in the past, but now is is a memorialized <laughs> in my entire life for um, being baptized there on the first day that we met. And I had no plans on getting baptized that day. Wow. Um, I had to drive from Farmingdale back to Queens, all the way back out to Jones Beach, took two hours, almost missed you, walked half an hour the wrong direction on Jones Beach and then found you right before you left and wrapped up and went home and was, was, I I think we were the last couple.
0: You were the last couple. And and for those of you guys who are listening and you don't know my story, so I'm this guy from Indiana who feels like I have a dream to launch a church in New York. I actually was in this like pre-launch phase where I didn't live in New York yet, but I was basically going back and forth between Indiana and New York. So I show up to this movie theater where we did like a pop-up service mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm like, today, you know, if you need to be baptized and literally my only criteria was I need water. <laughs> that was it. Like yeah. I need water. Mm-hmm. And that what's crazy is um, I, I see on a map Jones Beach, have not a lot of idea of like what it even is. Mm-hmm. And then March, all these new yorkers down jones beach and start baptizing them in the waves everyone's getting thrown all around Mm -hmm. but you know what there was something just so radical about it Mm -hmm. and i think for you know you talk about like binge watching youtube preachers and different things like that you know man there's such a place for that i've got a youtube channel you know the church has a youtube channel absolutely we love that Mm -hmm. i've got preaching clips everywhere but there's something about just church in the wild, yes. man, where it looks like the book of Acts, it looks mm, radical. Yeah. And there was something about being in a movie theater, doing a call for baptism, and yeah. then you kind of represented like a validation mm-hmm. of this voice of God in my life and heart saying, do it. Wow, that means a lot to me. It, for real, so it's weird to think mm. about, this is one, so if you're listening right now and you have a God dream and you're like, I don't know how it's gonna come to pass, mm. You know, I, I don't know how the details are all gonna work out, you know, my pastor says this, it sounds corny, but somebody needs to hear it. God will, he blesses your footprints, not your butt prints. Mm. And awesome. for me, I'm just mm-hmm. a doer. Yeah. And it's funny because so you, so there's a guy in New York, mm-hmm. Ivan Marty, yeah. who's got this desire to have an adult like baptism story. And you're even Mm -hmm. saying like, I'm, I need to know that I've been baptized. And then there's another guy from Indiana who's doing a thousand mile trip. Who's like, I feel like God wants me to lead people to Christ and then baptize them. Mm -hmm. And both of our desires converge. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing about it, man. Yeah. Like if you're listening and you feel like, well, the thing that God has for me to do, you know, it's too crazy or nobody else is down for it. Or I'm telling you, it's such a lie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you, me and you yeah. in this exchange yeah. represents like out of 10 million people here, 10 million people in mm-hmm. New York city, Metro, Long Island, there was two people, and our desires were both from God. Yes, correct. Like the Holy 100%. Spirit was inside of you, willing this, and the Holy Spirit's inside of me, willing it, yeah. and it just converged. Yeah,
1: and those two, it's like puzzle pieces. Those two puzzle pieces fit together perfectly. And, and I remember, you know, we weren't tight at that point. I had just met you that day, and you were tight with a couple guys from the launch team that had already known you. And I was like, man, I just want to, like, my wife was like, what do you, like, I'm, I remember standing in the Jones Beach parking lot. <laughs> And seeing you guys, like seeing you hang out with everybody else, and I don't know where you guys were gonna go eat or what you were gonna do, I was like, I mean, I just wanna spend all day with those people over there. Like wow. and and obviously I didn't, but the next time that we met, I think it was um when we were official when you were officially launching here on Long Island, and then, you know, we decided to grab breakfast one day and that turned into what Norma's became yeah um but we started to do it week after week and you literally that that summer you stitched my life back together (laughs) one (laughs) thursday morning at a time but you know that that really god was answering because like you said there is a space for the you know watching youtube and being on podcasts and i'm so glad that all of that was available because it gave me such a foundation but what god knew that i needed was a relationship Yeah, the relationship was and I knew it the second that I met you, that that was what I needed, because it's different having somebody that you can actually, you know, not even just speak to, but watch them live their life in the wild. Because, you know, the YouTube um, environment is almost like a fake environment, it's a safe one. It's more like a zoo. And instead of being in the zoo, God was ready to have me see what it looked like to actually walk out of life like that.
0: Oh, man, that is so... See, this is the wisdom I was talking about. This is <laughs> unscripted, unedited. You know, I, I told Ivan, I said, mm. I want to bring the right guests on so that I don't have to cut these things up. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So mm-hmm. there's the zoo mm-hmm. and then there's the wild mm-hmm. and both of them have their place. Correct, you right. know, a zoo can be a place of education, right? The zoo can be a place where you experience something like, mm-hmm. man, I would have never experienced a tiger mm-hmm. or a lion in any other way but i went to the zoo or i Mm -hmm. learned about but then there's something about like going into the wild and i think for those of of you who are listening like for me i'm a local local church pastor Mm -hmm. right now at this time of this episode we have two locations one on long island and one in queens Mm -hmm. and there's something to be said about like yeah about the relationship and like going to a local church finding relationship with someone uh, with not just your pastor but other leaders in the church Correct. that are being raised up and mm. like i think that that summer that we connected was like v1 was brand new mm. and i was like this guy's in queens i'm in queens yeah. and i was like listen man my schedule is jamming but if you have a breakfast we can have a let's like connect for breakfast Amen. and it was weird because like our lives were paralleling yes you know, mm-hmm. so like, what do you see just kind of extending off of that analogy, mm-hmm. like from somebody who was in New York, didn't vibe with any churches. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I need to go from the zoo to the wild. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that experience like just stepping into that?
1: Um, you know, it was honestly just like, it was really eye opening in a way just to see how, cause, cause the, the situation, cause I studied Catholic, I didn't study it, but like I was immersed in Catholic church culture growing up. And that didn't seem like a, a way to live your life. Um, the, it just seemed separate. It seemed like there wasn't a relationship. It seemed cold. Mm. And I'm a super, like I'm a super relationship guy. It's part of my temperament. It's part of my personality. And I want to develop relationships. Like like I'm the guy who wants to feel closer to their leader than the person that's like, oh, this person's larger than life, and I'll never know them. So I think going to V1 Church really made me feel like I was home. Mm where I could get to know not just you but the other people that really cared about the heart of Long Island, that really cared about serving people and then didn't care about how messy it looked or how tough. I think that's the thing that we that 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 a zoo kind of creates. A zoo creates oh this is perfect and this is pretty. And they don't mean to do that necessarily, but you have to get behind the scenes and see how sometimes even helping people, serving people, spreading the word of God can be an ugly business. It can be, <laughs> it can hurt sometimes, and it's not always as pretty as people make it out to be. And I think some, sometimes we try to force our way into those situations, or we we look at it from the outside, looking in, saying, "Hey, I want to do that," not really seeing the ugly behind it. Yeah. And I wanted to, and I love the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that's what I really got to see. You know, you said one time um, that the safest place that you can be is inside of the will of God. And sometimes we try to force that. Um, And I think God wanted me to see, okay, this is what it looks like to Mm. serve. This is what it looks like to give. This is what it looks like to, to give your best and not have it come out perfect. But have your heart and your intentions be in the right place.
0: Man, that's so good. It's it's funny you say that because I'd rather be in the will of God in war-torn Ukraine Mm -hmm. with Russia bombing them Mm -hmm. than be outside of the will of God behind a white picket fence Mm -hmm. if that's not where God wants me to be. And it's funny because New York is such a crazy environment that I truly didn't know. And people all the time would be like, well, how are you going to be successful in New York? You don't know New York culture. Mm. And while I do see that there is something to be said about learning the culture that you're going to I was like, I came here to bring a culture, right? I didn't come here to just to learn one. Mm -hmm. I came to bring one Mm -hmm. and you were a big part of that. And there's this phrase that, um, to me has gotten me through ministry because, When you're leading people, your life, your own personal life is never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And there's this phrase, wounded healer, Mm. and that concept of like being a wounded healer. So Mm -hmm. I show up to New York, still having stuff in my own personal life I'm working through, and yet baptizing people through it. Mm. I show up every single week to Norma's to like help, you said, stitch your life together while I'm I'm pulling the needle out of myself (laughs) to stitch your life. And I think that a lot of people think that like, well, when when I'm healed, then Mm. I'll heal others. Right, right. But one thing I love about you, and, mm-hmm. and I think that this is when some, if somebody was like, who is Ivan to you? Like, mm-hmm. who, from the outside looking in, I would say he's a wounded healer. He's somebody that, there's a phrase that I, for, for me, you popularized this mm-hmm. fr- phrase, this idea of play injured. Mm-hmm. Like, what mm-hmm. does that mean to you personally? Because I feel like I've walked, you've walked through some crazy stuff with me. Mm-hmm. You've watched the ups and downs. I've walked through some crazy stuff with you in the last yeah. couple years so what does it mean what did it mean for you like where was that birthed um first off new york needed to
1: learn some things so we're (laughs) glad that indiana came because um you know as i searched it and and we needed to learn and 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 i appreciate the one of the things i love about you is you have enough guts to come into new york and say hey we know how to you know yes it's going to look different but we know how to, you know, God's heart is for this area and whatever it's supposed to look like is what we're going to make it look like. But it's going to work here. And that's mm-hmm. and, and, and I just appreciate you for that. But that takes guts. And the play injury, look, I've, I, I've had sickle cell anemia since I was born. My parents didn't know that since um, my parents didn't know that until I was six. Um, I have a very mild case of it, thank God. Um, and you know, my dad being a doctor, my mom being a nurse was a, was very helpful <laughs> because they never really made me feel like it was a big deal. They never really made me feel like um, I was hampered or 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 um, held back in any way because of it. And I think um, that the being play, playing injured just meant that I was going to continue to do what I was going to do, no matter what the wound or the thorn or the injury was, and having god in my life was a big part of that um i watched something recently where where, where somebody said that nothing happens in your life without going through god's hands first and that was powerful for me because it started to help me realize that everything that happened in my life god already knew that it was coming and it would make me trust it so um in college, I missed a month of college because I had um, I had uh, basically a, a crisis and didn't know how to take care of myself, didn't eat for a week, ended up in the hospital for another week and then ended up home for a month. And um, but God brought me through that and it didn't really affect me at all. And I thought it was because the school system was bad, but it was really just God having given me grace in the times that I was sick. Um, you know, right before I got married, but the the day of my bachelor party, I had to get my I was in the hospital because I had jaundice and gallstones and all this stuff, and I had to get a gallbladder removed. I had to get um I got pneumonia in both my lungs. I was in the intensive care unit. I was in the hospital basically for a month out. Um, you know, after we got married, they kind of patched me up long enough for me to get married. Wow. And then in January, I was basically in the hospital, in and out of the hospital from um, January to like March. Mm. Um, but you know, just continue to keep doing that. I think one of the, and that was one of the times that I remember getting closest to God in those areas, getting closest to God, just, you know, reading my Bible and watching Pat, like this was before we had met, but watching YouTube, watching different people and how they handle those trials and learning to trust God. Um, one thing I realized that everybody had quiet years with God, Um, everybody from Moses and Joseph, even Jesus has, you know, basically 30 years of nothing, you know, he gets into trouble as a little kid and then nothing till you're 30. Okay. Um, but it was God, it was, it was God working on him, God, learning how to trust God in all those areas, learning from his father. And, you know, anytime I look at it to get sick, uh, getting sick, I learn how to, um, get closer to my father. And mm. this last time, last year, this time, exactly last year, I, got, I had total hip replacement surgery. I'm 35 years old. Mm. Doesn't usually happen. And you were there for that. Yeah. Um, prayed over me. Thank you for that. Like, you know, the relationships that God has put in my life. But, but what I realized is that in that trial, because of the relationship that I have with God, things in my other areas of my life continue to get better because I didn't stop um doing the things that i was doing because i had an injury um i couldn't do th- i could not obviously do things physically but I kept giving hope, kept sowing seeds, kept praying, kept helping anybody, anybody that came into my hospital room, I tried to give them some kind of value or something like that. And that's where, and my life exploded from that point. This year has been amazing. It's been a year of pain, more pain than I've ever realized, than I've ever felt in my life. But it's been a year of more breakthrough than I've ever felt. Things that like mm. chains that have, that have been on me for years have literally fallen off and, um,
0: Wow, that see when you yeah. you said a phrase, it literally almost made me cry. Mm. The most pain, mm-hmm. simultaneously, the most breakthrough. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I kept going back to this image of my wife. She gave birth to Everly, our second girl, mm-hmm. just with no, I mean, no medication, nothing. And that was like, Julie's like, I'm, I'm going in old school, like Oregon Trail. <laughs> like you birth the baby on the side mm-hmm. of the road. Like she's Julie's like, and I, when I think about the excruciating pain I watched mm-hmm. my wife go through, mm-hmm. it was like the birth and the pain are always simultaneous. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like you can't separate Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And so the greatest miracle in your life as a woman, one of them, which is the birth of your child, also comes simultaneously with the greatest pain. Absolutely. And I think that something I've been really, really thinking through lately, is we we too often interpret pain as a stop sign, Mm -hmm. when actually pain can be a green light. Oh yeah, yeah. And what I love about you, and this is why you've inspired me so much, Mm. is you've literally used pain as a green light. Uh it's like oh pain's coming it's Mm -hmm. go time yeah that's right and i think to me it's Mm -hmm. michael jordan with the flu it's like the thing that makes a legend is Mm -hmm. what they do when they're sick what they do when they're in pain what they do when the odds are stacked against them literally i have like every hair standing up on me right now love it because you live that Mm -hmm. and it makes and we live in this generation of you know the quote pics and the instagram and it's it sounds really good yeah you know oh man that's a great quote Mm -hmm. but you you're a practitioner you're doing it. and to me it's like that it's like there's a unity. Th- this is like the definition of authenticity mm-hmm. is when your inner voice and your outer voice are in alignment. Hundred percent And yeah. so when you say something, mm. it's like it's in unity with your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. Mm-hmm. People are like, Man, so and so, why doesn't when I say it, why doesn't it hit? Mm. I'm like, because you don't have the gravity of experience on oh, it yet. Yeah yeah and so but let me ask you this Mm because i I really want to know where does that come from you know because what how do i you know what i'm saying like what is it in you that says oh i'm getting ready to go through major surgery let me encourage someone you know what i it's god
1: like honestly man it's god and the holy spirit showing it to me because it makes more sense in reverse it doesn't make sense going forward but now i trust it going forward So while you were talking, the only thing that I thought about is, man, when it when it feels like you're in a hole or it feels like you're behind or it's uncomfortable or because like we find out I found out I needed hip surgery. People wait years to get hip surgery. People wait the pain out a long week. I got it done in a month because i i didn't want to delay that season of my life and a lot of times what we do is we avoid pain over time because we want we think that the pain is going to dissipate on its own sometimes the only way out of pain is through it yeah and everything that inside of me while you were speaking was saying go deeper go deeper fine it doesn't feel good okay go further into what doesn't feel good i'm not saying do anything dangerous i'm not saying do anything that's going to hurt you but trust it when it doesn't feel good because that's where all the good stuff happens and and when i actually so here's here's one thing right youtube videos podcasts all things. i'll give you a nugget every single youtube video i watched said pick up your bible and read it 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 every single one michael say that every every godly man that i know will say pick up your bible and read it i didn't pick up my bible for two years wow I watched YouTube videos and pastors and everything else for two years, and I believe that that was because something was like the devil was trying to keep me from actually knowing the stories, because if you know the stories for yourself, it always gets worse before it gets better, (laughs) and if you know, if you see it coming in your own life, then you know when it's getting worse, man, you get excited, (laughs) like this is going to be awesome, this is going to be great, because I'm so far behind at this point. (laughs) That God is going to have to do something crazy to get me to where he promised me that I was going to be. On. I read in the NIV, in, in the message version, in David. David literally says in the, in, in the message version, it says, God, you promised that you would pick me up and put me back on my feet. Remember? David literally says, God, you remember that you said this? And, and he holds on to that and holds on to that and holds on to that. That's what I hold on to. So much so now. I literally got you know. I he said I'm local entrepreneur, but I'm also in. Ban- I was also in banking. I got fired from an 11 year job one month ago, and my biggest challenge is to not boast about getting fired. Mm. I got another job. Everything's okay, but I I, I start. I'm starting to realize now. That one year after my last challenge, my reward for the last challenge was my new challenge. (laughs) But now I can boast ahead of time because I know God's going to work his way through it. I've been I like I like and I'm not saying I'm perfect at this. Of course, I was worried and I was stressed and I didn't like it, but I, I have. Two things, I have, I have God in my life, and I have great men that have been through things before I've been through things, and I talk to them when I don't feel it inside of myself, and they find that champion, that winner, that warrior, that God, that Holy Spirit inside of me, and they help me to get back to where I know that I need to be.
0: Man, listen, this has been like the grand finale because the anointing is so strong right now while he's talking because he's talking. Listen, I want to end on this, just kind of recapping, Mm -hmm. because he said the only way out of pain sometimes is through it. Mm -hmm. And you delay, literally you delay resolving the pain when you go try to go around it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You You try to circumvent it and said, no, if you will go through it. Ironically, you're you're actually accelerating the opportunity to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And in my own personal life, Mm -hmm. that was a thing. I could not get free from alcohol. I could not get free from some of these vices. And I had a counselor who said, I want you to go to each place in Northwest Indiana that you were hurt. I want you to stand in those places, and I want you to ask God, where was he when it happened? Wow. And you know what was funny? Mm -hmm. It was like I traveled all over the world before I had that counselor. Mm -hmm. I did everything I could to escape it. Mm-hmm. but when he said sit in it Ooh. like literally go mm-hmm. through the pain re-experience it go on the porch of the house where it happened go to the other location and every single time I showed up and said God where were you he said I'm a, I'm a time traveler I'm still there right now wow. and if you give me permission awesome. I can heal it and I, and I kept delaying that mm-hmm. encounter mm-hmm. because I was trying to go around it instead of going through it mm-hmm. so here's the thing if you're listening right now mm-hmm. you might want to hit the rewind button because my man Ivan came through with some straight up heat but I want to tell you this he earned every single one of those words the hard way going through the pain living the words that he's speaking and so man listen this was awesome the audio quality is significantly better than the last time (laughs) we did this and so I encourage you guys to go back and listen to that episode from Norma's Um, but I want to just say this as we come to a close right now uh, you know I do think it's important that you know somebody that you say, man, what Ivan said is for them. So share this episode, rate it, subscribe to it, give it five stars, but most importantly, share it with someone and tell them, yo, God spoke divinely in your life through this podcast and you need to hear it because if he did it for Ivan, he's going to do it for you too. And so Amen. we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, you know, one last thing I want to say, is I'm not able to be with you digitally. Ivan and I had these physical hangouts that were so crucial in that season of his life. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast, why I post on Facebook, why I post on Instagram, is so that I can be with you digitally. That's literally, I had a guy come up to me who joined our Queens location recently. And I I said, you know, I struggle because I don't have all the time in the world to meet with everyone I want to because my temperament is I'm wired for depth. Mm -hmm. Like I want to, know people intimately and I said man I'm just so sorry that you know I can't always get to you or whatever to everyone and he said something that really encouraged me he said you know what pastor Mike every single time you post whatever it is a podcast episode whatever I I I feel like God uses you to speak into my life Mm -hmm. and so for everyone listening right now um, my encouragement is that because and this is my why behind and I think with this second season I wanted to reveal kind of like why am I doing this You know, I was raised in a fatherless home, and I didn't really find mentors till later on in my life. Mm. It was literally late 20s by the time I found physical mentors. But what sustained me was men of God that were literally on television, on the radio back in the day. I would hit record on the tape. And just seeing and hearing from them on a reoccurring basis through their programming, it was proof to me like, okay, real men are out there. Yes, sir. Like, I may mm-hmm. never be able to meet that dude in person, but he exists, mm-hmm. and I'm going to glean from what he is is living. And you gave me a book, uh, I think Tribe of Mentors yes. was the book. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Like, you could be mentored through books mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and glean from their life. So my encouragement is if you are listening or watching this right now, um, basically, like, you have this is the answer to your prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've had you. So thanks so much for being on. I oh, appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. much fun. Yeah, man. And great uh, time. Thank you. For everyone listening, I will see you next episode. All right. We love you. If this episode helped you in any way, visit mikesignorelli.com and sign up to receive encouragement and resources directly to your inbox. I'll see you over there and I'll see you next episode.